Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus and I'm here with my amigo, my comrade in arms, uh, from a distance, from oh the from the the internet verse, my friend verse. with my COVID friend. Oh my gosh! Here we go, dude. Getting into it, Jack. Sir, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm alive. Yes, you're I'm alive. alive. Uh, okay. I traveled back to uh, 1955, and Doc Brown gave me uh, some sort of COVID. It was Doc Brown. You're was blaming Doc Brown. Brown. I'm, I'm blaming everybody. I'm blaming everybody from every single multiverse in the planet right now, dude. Uh, dude, I can't remember the last time that you and I recorded an episode not in proximity to each Bro, other. This it's is been a hot minute. This is it's weird. Been a hot minute. It's been you know, since the since the TED Talk. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind yeah. you, the last time I opened up GarageBand was the TED Talk because <laughs> it said that. In the well, I think, dude, this is giving me 2020 vibes, and I don't like it. <laughs> Because I had to open up Skype, yep. and I'm talking to my friend over a, a video screen, and I am not a fan. Yeah. I forgot. Like, like every time I do this, it reminds me why I don't do this. Yeah. Because I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Very it's true. the worst. Jack, other than, than having the dreaded Omnicron, or whatever the, the heck uh, the it, trans, whatever The Transformers trans, variant, what, yes. Yeah, whatever the Transformer <laughs> variant is. Um, other than that, uh, how are you doing, my man? Dude, I am guzzling down orange juice and Look at you. tea. All um, the natural all remedies. The do, you have, soups. Do, you have, do you have a string of garlic around all your neck? All the soups <laughs> du jour you can think of. Uh, not garlic, actually. We did make banana bread tonight. So, I mean, we got that going for us. So. That's not a co- that's not an actual like COVID thing. <laughs> like people, it's like what banana it's, bread? It's like you were quarantined. What'd you do? We made banana bread. We made banana. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not making, yeah, if you're not making sourdough bread, oh. are you are you even in quarantine? No, right? we we didn't do that. But yeah, we are definitely in the in the soup category. And so there you go. We've been doing there you that. Go. So love it. Been watching, man. the The end of 2021. Even though COVID is kind of rearing. Is kind of yep. like poo pooing on the end of the year. Sure, sure. We got Book of Boba Fett. Yep. We just got, launched today. Just launched like today. as we because full disclosure, Jack and I <laughs> did not get alert. together. <laughs> Spoiler alert: We are recording this up. If you're listening to this on when it launches Thursday, we recorded it <laughs> last night, <Yeah>. <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> because it's been super busy. And then Jack got COVID, and and I've had. I, I'm pretty sure I had Omicron too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not a big COVID guy when it just just in general, but I was down with a cold for like a week and a half, like two weeks. Like I still have a cough. Yeah, um, you could have so, probably had it if you didn't have a fever. You probably had some sort of remnant of it. So. I didn't have a fever, so okay. maybe maybe it was just a stupid cold. It could but, be, but yeah. but I'm all but I'm good. I'm better. That was in the past, and we're focusing on here and now. <laughs> and what here and now is Jack is our last episode of 2021. That's right. 
the reformatory 2021 recap episode um <laughs> dude it's been a year <laughs> yeah, that is true yes sir it, it has, has been, been a year. year um not all good i'm, I'm just yeah. gonna say like 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 no. i don't want to yeah. i don't want to be a debbie downer this was not a great year you know um the sequel to 2020 i didn't like yeah it was like Would it was like recommend. I wouldn't recommend it. It was not the Sam Raimi uh, part two that we wanted. No, it was not. It was not Doc Ock. No. Um, but speaking of Doc Ock, yo, that dude, I just got back from Spider Man. Dude, I saw. I saw it before we got the sickness. Before, before, should the, we before the dark should, times? Yeah, but before, <laughs> before the empire. Uh, should we do a spoiler? Let's let's do a spoiler alert do a right spoiler now. Spoiler alert right now. We gotta talk about this. Let's we we honest. do have to talk about this. There will be Spider Man. Uh, what is it? Far from work from home. Spider Man work from home. <laughs> no, way that, home. no way no home. No way home. Spider Man. No way home. And Book of Boba Fett spoilers coming up because we watched both of those today in preparation for this episode. Um, and then we'll talk about other stuff too. But uh, yeah, I just got back about a half hour ago from Spider-Man No Way Home. It was solid. It solid was. film. It was. I solid wanted, film. I wanted that ending to just tease out the X-Men. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I know. Or Fantastic Four. I wanted the X-Men to come through the portal and then <laughs> Hugh Jackman just shows up. Where he began his Marvel career on top yes. of the on top of the Statue of Liberty, and then just everything starts weaving itself together. But Dude. I didn't get that. We got that's okay. But we did get the yeah, trifecta. Let's talk, about what, let's talk about what we did get. We we got the Spider Man trifecta. Oh yeah, yeah. So those yep. those guys were liars. <laughs> the whole oh, press dude, Marvel, was oh, lying. Marvel has proven no. Disney has proven. Let's yes. let's be clear, because this is Disney. This isn't just a Marvel thing. This is a Star Wars thing too. This is a Disney thing, just in general. They have proven that they have zero issue, blatantly bold-faced lying to their to oh, their yeah. viewers. Absolutely, like to the point of like like editing out digitally characters from movie trailers because it happened. It happened. It did in this happen. One. It happened in this one. It happened in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well, um, like they just at this point, people, you're probably going to be shocked at what I say next, but it's true. You can't believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> Spoiler alert! People. Spoiler alert! The internet is untrustworthy. It really is. Yeah, because oh, I just saw like I just saw a deep fake of Donald Trump's face on Laura Ingalls. Oh my god! I believed it. I was like, no, this makes like I see it completely. So, and then uh, yeah, but that was on the internet, so it's not real. Um, but dude, it was great. It I was. thought it was awesome. It Holland was, was great. Tobey Maguire was great. Okay, hold Andrew on. Andrew Garfield. The moment where they were sitting in the apartment and Matt Murdock, the cane comes in, and you see that Joker, and I'm like, oh my gosh, all of our dreams are coming true right and now. And then he like catches the brick. And he catches and the like, brick. How what did you do that? What kind of lawyer like, are you? Like, I'm a very good lawyer. Yeah, yeah, dude. They brought in Daredevil for a scene. That was awesome. Um, so, what stole the movie for me was Doc Ock. Yeah, his story uh, arc was really good. His story arc was amazing. The say, redemption. Oh, I will so say, good. I will say that part, and then also Green Goblin as a villain. Dude, William Defoe nailed it in this. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, I felt it like was he fantastic. Did an amazing job, and not only I felt like I felt like this version of Green Goblin was probably better than the original Spider-Man. I would agree. Like, I think it was more. I, I don't know what they did, but I like there were there were parts of his performance in this where I was like legitimately a little creeped out. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like 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 when he makes the switch yeah. from mm-hmm. from Norman Osborn to Green Goblin and like, in the like his face yeah. and his voice changes. Like oh, yeah. the Green Goblin voice is solid. Yeah. Solid. It was yeah. super creepy, but I think like his performance stands out. Honestly, Andrew Garfield, when they're on top, when him yeah. and Toby go to talk to Tom Holland Spider-Man and and uh, Andrew Garfield talks to Tom Holland about losing yep. Gwen and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, dude, 
it hurt. We need dude. to make another Spider-Man with him in it now. <laughs> oh, I know, because because we never got a part three. No, we never got us. We never got uh, the Amazing Spider-Man three. Which and the, I was always, I was always mad about that. Which the studios apparently are now reconsidering. They better be reconsidering. They are because they he are he's absolutely reconsidering that right now, dude. I dude, I'm gonna say it like another controversial statement. Hot takeaway. This is the end. Of I, I, and it is. It's end of 2020. Might as well get all the grievances out now. Andrew Garfield's my favorite Spider-Man. I mean, he is. He's a solid. He's a solid actor. And I feel like revisiting the character now, especially in No Way Home, only added to mm-hmm. the to the kind of appeal of him as the Spider-Man Peter Parker combination. So well, right. And like in him talking about how he like. Like, he basically, like, went dark. He said he stopped pulling his punches. Yeah. Right? Like, I want I want, a, I want that. Like, I want post... I want post-Gwen, like, grief-stricken, angry Spider-Man. Yeah. I think that would be a really interesting dynamic, because we've really never seen that. Yeah. I mean, we got... We got, like... We, we got, like... Um... Um, what's the what's the what's the music genre? Emo. We got emo Spider Man. We got we emo Spider Man. <laughs> but nobody asked for that. No, nobody did ask for um, that. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, dude, solid film. I liked it. It was good. It was great. I I really enjoyed it. So yeah. Um, Book of Boba Fett. Oh man. Okay. Okay. It was all the feels for me because when I was watching it. You have to remember, like, all these things that are coming up in the Disney, like, Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. those things were being teased out in the 90s when we didn't even have anything like canon to speak of. Right. It was like Heir to the Empire. It was all these great novels, which now are kind of slowly becoming kind of the canon. Sure. And, sure. dude, when I saw his hand just pop out of the sand. Yep. And he just manhandles his way out of the Sarlacc, which apparently the Sarlacc was dead because the explosion, I'm thinking, because he's just in there. Well, yeah, I guess that's something that I I don't did. I, I don't think they killed it. I thought it just sank down into the like, I don't remember them killing it in Return of the Jedi. I thought I mean, they, they cut they shot its tentacles off. A little bit. Well, that, but I mean, the sail barge blew up like right over it. So I'm wondering oh, if that maybe had an that effect it? on it, or I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Any Point case, is, he got out. He got out. He's in that back to tank, dude, and he's just flashbacking. Yeah, he's going back to his Camino, his dad dying, like all these other things, and then that's when it starts to kind of pull you in these two, which is probably going to be for the rest of the the series, at least for a couple episodes is to show you where he's been and where he's at now. And I feel like those two tracks are going to make the series like really good cuz it's going to show you where he's been and now where he's now. Where he's yep. like solid. He's like <laughs> Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta and Goodfellas trying to make a name for himself <laughs> in the crime That's world. right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was solid. I liked it. Um I mean, and I don't know, like, I, here's my prediction for the show going forward, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, like, more as more, when more episodes come out. I am not expecting it to be as good or as enjoyable, personally for me, as The Mandalorian. But I still think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be fun. I think mm-hmm. it, I think it is going to be enjoyable. And... Uh, I'm excited to see just kind of what like what all they what all they pull into it just because it's it's still very grounded in Star Wars. If you're a Star Wars fan, Filoni and Favreau do a great job at advancing new storylines, but also like giving you giving you the nostalgia yeah. that Star Wars should give you without going full Force Awakens mm-hmm. and just like just making it a fan film yeah right yeah um i'm not a fan of the i feel the, i feel like yeah new shows but, i feel like yeah. what they're doing right now is like right what a lot of it's fans like the sweet want spot because you were having kind of this shadows of the like right now at least the feel of the show i felt like was a very shadows of the empire comic series where it was yeah. right in between empire strikes back and return of the jedi for all of you who don't know this there was a comic book series before we had this quote-unquote canon where it was a storyline 
in which it was kind of exploring the underworld, so to say. Mm. And I feel like this is going to take that and hopefully mold it into a better version of that while bringing in some characters that are basically going to be like Mandalorian season two. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like there's Mm -hmm. been some rumors that like Han Solo is going to show up in the show may or may not show up. Kira from Crimson Dawn may show up in the show. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different types of characters that I think they could tease us with. But I mean, I would just like to see that underworld side of it because we haven't really explored that within the star Wars universe a whole lot. So, well, and, and I mean, honestly, at this point, like I have campaigned forever just to give the keys of the Lucas film oh, yeah. kingdom to Filoni. Yeah. I honestly, at this point, like I know people really like the whole Luke Skywalker thing at the end of season two Mandalorian. Some people liked it. Some people hated it. Some people thought it was too fan servicey. Like honestly, at this point, Filoni and Favreau have proven that they know more and care more about Star Wars stories than anybody else who has directed other than Lucas at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortable with whatever they do and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it because it's gonna be a good story. I'm I'm confident. Yeah. All right, Jack. Well, we've we've nerded out on that, man. It's uh as as we said, it's the last episode of twenty twenty one. The reformatory has been going now for a couple years, man. Uh, we're up two I mean, years. Uh, it's over two years. Yeah, way over two years now. Yeah, yeah. We're we're marching to three. I think next this coming, I think October is it September or October? I think it's October. I think of twenty twenty two will be three years, which is pretty solid. Um, well, not many podcasts can say that. That's you know, true. I was looking. I was looking at a stat. Most podcasts, uh, like most that that are started, shrivel out at like ep, like fifty. Mm-hmm. Like and and that was high. Yeah, that was high. Like most of them made it like twenty, and then, uh, but uh, but not us, Jack. We have endured. <laughs> we have endured pandemics. We have endured sickness and plague. We have endured. Uh, what else have we endured? What has twenty twenty brought us, Jack? Let's do a little twenty twenty recap here. Uh, twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Oh yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> See, that's where I mean, my mind is at. Because next, uh, I mean, next year is 2022. So I mean, yeah, 2020 <laughs> again, 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. T O O. Yeah, uh, hopefully not, dude. I feel like we have been pretty resilient, especially when sometimes even we see the faults in the local church. I think mm. both that you and I have experienced that this year, where you see the ugly side of local churches. Um. And kind of where, how, I guess how we don't look to scripture and how not looking to scripture really affects that and affects your local church. Um, So I know that's one big thing that I take away from um, 2021 is when you don't look back to scripture. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And it's, and it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can kind of do a highs and lows thing here. Like, like yeah, it is in terms of in terms of personal um, local church uh, ministry. Uh, it has been a, a very extremely difficult year for both of us. Mm-hmm. We both um, had churches that we were uh, fervently serving uh, because we loved them, <laughs> uh, both in different different positions. Right. Um, but we both experienced an end to that right yeah. and and just kind of the family that we had formed and the the ministries that we that we had taken on and the calling that the lord had given to us he saw fit in his sovereignty that a hundred percent i don't understand um but he did he saw fit to take it away yeah um and yeah. it was nothing of our doing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i mean we both had many pastors and many uh, uh godly men and women around us that 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 still affirm that calling right it was mm-hmm. it, you know wasn't out of sin or any any type of yeah. falling you know um obviously not going into crazy specifics but just want people to know we didn't have a moral failure or anything no. like that um it was both both uh, nor did choices. we nor did we pull a, a risky business or a, no, a mark no, no. On us. <laughs> uh, yeah mark no no we didn't do that um both were results of things that were very much out of our control yeah um, but yeah. very sad and very hard um 
and I think I think it has been a year where the Lord, I think for me personally, and I, I mean, I'll just I'll just get real here with you and mm-hmm. and and with our people because we know we know we can be real with our people, yeah, <laughs> right. And I say it jokingly, but but it's you know I, I think it's true. I, I I enjoy the community that that uh, has has come around this podcast for sure. It's it's been a year of the Lord really, I think, ripping into. Just my, just my soul, if you will, without being uh-huh. sounding too dramatic, um, and really, really pressing on my heart the question: Do I? Do I? Do I really trust his timing? Uh, yeah. Right. Um, and do I really? Do I really want to serve him? Not because it means that I get to use the gifts that he gives me or mm-hmm. use the gifts that he has given me, which I do believe he has given me those gifts to serve him. And I don't believe wanting to use those is a bad thing. But I think wanting to, if, if wanting to utilize those gifts comes before simply glorifying God with those gifts, I think there's a problem. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think, that's a very fine line because wanting to use the gifts that God has given you should result in obviously you wanting to glorify him with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a difference between wanting to utilize the gifts that he's given you, whether it be preaching or, 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 or you know, you know, counseling, communicate, you know, wh- whatever those are. Um, there's a difference between wanting to use them because you have them. <laughs> yeah. Versus, I want to glorify God with these gifts in any way that he sees fit to do it, right? Um, and I think we can sometimes get tunnel vision, right, on getting too specific on how those gifts can be manifested in the local church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a trap we all fall in. I know I've fallen in that many times. Um, and and I think it's definitely something that the Lord has brought to my mind that, like, you know, you don't have to have a certain position mm-hmm. or a title or, or whatever it is to faithfully love and serve your community with the gifts that God has given you. Yeah. Right. And that's a hard lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, and although I don't think that's the primary one that he has taught me this, this year, I do think it, it is a good reminder. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's a good reminder, yeah. you know, because, because it's a hard thing. Like, like I think I'll, we, we naturally want as, as men, uh, within the church i think we naturally want that position right yeah and i think that's a tough thing i know that i've learned to kind of pull back from that and say you know i've had those um those aspirations in the past and i've been a deacon in the past and stuff like that it's like i can put that away like i think that's a huge thing too is like i don't need to have a title to be <laughs> to be right. important within my local church. Uh, I was I was thinking about this too and just how we ended our year um, as a church as well too because uh, I mean as a local church I switched from local churches uh, because of some thir- certain things that I won't go into deep depth here. Right, right. I'll kind of talk a little bit about why um, I think 2021 is important but I know for me uh, specifically, like our, when we changed local churches, it wasn't necessarily an easiest thing either, because when we got to our new local church and became members, we had one pastor who said, Hey, uh, I think I got to step off of staff. I got to step off of being a pastor. It's really tough on me. Um, I'm going through some, it's like, I'm not deconstructing or anything like in a bad way, (laughs) but he said, I I really need to take some time uh, to focus in on my spiritual health right now. um, And also on my family. And so he stepped off. um, And then there was another pastor that stepped off as well too, or actually he resigned. And then recently at our end of the year, um, kind of wrap up meeting for our local church, one of our pastors who I deeply um, am fond of, 
they, him and his wife and his sons are going to move uh, to Colorado in March of 2022. And so it was a really tough, I guess that's really tough in a sense that, you know, we had so much changeover happen in one year and it wasn't easy. And I knew that it wasn't going to be easy for me or my wife to just change over to a new local church, but to have yeah. that much changeover happen. And also for the pastors to be incredibly transparent with us and say, right. Hey, this is what's happening. Um, these are things that are going on. Um, and communicate it very well with the congregation. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a better communication happen between the the leaders of the church and the congregation before and that relationship. I don't think I've seen that that good of a relationship before. Um, yeah. So I'm just very thankful for that happening. But I will say that I had a conversation with one of my pastors about this, that 2021 really brought out the is somebody whose gospel doctrine is is the is certain local churches certain local churches gospel doctrine leading into their gospel culture and that's kind of what ray ortland talks about in his book in his nine marks book and stuff like that and i think that that was a huge theme for me in 2021 was are we leading out our gospel doctrine into gospel culture and are we not being hypocrites <laughs> sure are we sure. actually doing what we say we're going to do um and not um glossing over things not whitewashing narratives to make certain things appear certain ways uh because that's our marketing strategy or something like that um just is our gospel doctrine leading out into a gospel culture that's bringing forth a healthy and sustainable local church. And hopefully that will go into 2022 and hopefully people will keep thinking about that because I know for us as a local church, we're starting out the year in the book of, um, or in the epistle of first John. And so it is going to get real deep real quick sure on what yeah. gospel doctrine looks like going into uh, gospel culture within a church so yeah yeah I think I mean that that yeah that's one of the one of the main things that kind of stood out to me this year too is we I don't think I have seen at least, at least in my time um, Christians so quick to be at each other's throats sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you mentioned the gospel leading in, into culture, right? And and shaping how how we interact with the people around us. I mean, of course it should. Yeah. Right. Now, different people are going to have different ideas of how that works out. Yeah. Right. And we've seen the differences mm-hmm. manifest themselves very clearly. Sure. This year. Sure. Right. Um. And wh- however or whatever you believe, however you believe the gospel needs to be administered through the local church to your community, right? Uh-huh. Um, that's something that every church elder team needs to decide for themselves and needs to lead their church in the conviction that they have, right? Now, depending on what community you live in, it's going to look different. Uh-huh. Right, the people that you have to serve, it's going to look different. But something that has been a great discouragement to me this this year, and I know we're we're really leading leading on the <laughs> on the downsides. We're going to end with the good stuff, yeah. But 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 <laughs> the bad stuff's got to be addressed. Yeah. Um, we are very quick as Christians to condemn, to demean. Uh, and to go on Twitter and blast each other versus sitting down, having a gospel-centered, grace-filled conversation. Mm-hmm. We might not agree at the end of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We need to understand that disagreeing with each other is not a... It's not a... It's not reason or cause to break fellowship with each other. Yeah. Right, I can have fellowship 
with a lot of individuals that are that are orthodox in their theology. Yeah. That we disagree on some major stuff. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm commanded to. Yeah. Right? And this extends to non-Calvinists. Mm-hmm. This extends to individuals that still believe in sign gifts. Yeah. This extends to individuals that have a different view of of you know of of eschatology mm-hmm. than I do. Fill in the blank. Yeah. I am called to have unity and 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 to show grace and love to those brothers and sisters, even though I might disagree with them. Yeah. Right. Um, but what 2021 showed me is just how quick. Um, and it's almost it's almost like it's almost like people like it. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of it. As I think I think there's I think there's a there's an aspect to the backbiting on say Twitter or Facebook mm-hmm. that we like. Yeah. Because there is there's we get this we get this dopamine rush of writing the next comment and hitting the next hot take and being the one to put somebody down in the in the most articulate way that we can we get a rush from it yeah and, I and think, yeah and it's it's discouraging but i think it's there and again like that's 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 from the biblical counseling uh background that i get which again another thing that got crapped on this year uh which was honestly for me pretty pretty frustrating but i I didn't engage um, because those con- because those conversations need to happen in person. Sure, right. Yeah. I mean, I I I believe what I believe about biblical counseling, um, but I'm not going to go on Twitter and have an argument with somebody about it because it's not going to be profitable. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, I think a lot of it goes back to I think as well something that's really. Um, Maybe we need to cultivate more. <laughs> dare I say this? Uh, dare I say we need to cultivate more of um, listening first uh, to brethren uh, before we start um, launching the salvos. You know, um, <laughs> it's just yeah. I think that I have really tried hard in my own personal life to be a person that tries to listen first before mm-hmm. I I go into something. Now that doesn't exclude me from making dumb comments or statements or saying stupid things because obviously <laughs> everybody can tell you that I do that. Because sometimes those memes yep. are just too good, <laughs> too good to not retweet. <laughs> there's been a few times, well, I think there's been a few times probably back and forth this year where I think Jack and I have texted each other and be like, what, what, what'd you like that for? <laughs> That was a little spicy, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we um, keep each other accountable. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say that I'm not I'm not I'm not risk averse, but uh, but I w- <laughs> I will say that there does need to be a level of unity and abiding, but also understanding that there will be this kind of um, diversity within your body, diversity of thought, diversity of where people have come from every kind of diversity that you think of to a certain extent. But when it comes down to the end of the day, does truth uh, supersede your tribe, right? If I, if Josh and I see a fellow particular Baptist acting a fool, we're going to call that out, (laughs) you know? Sure, sure. You know, you're going to call that out. And I think that, I guess that's, that's what I hope for. I guess more of going into the new year is that we would put kind of this, uh, at least putting truth over tribe in these certain ways <clears throat> where it doesn't manifest into uh, kind of like a, a Twitter mob. Because <laughs> I, well, like yeah. I feel like that's what's going on is like one person says something and then you start gathering people and then Twitter mobs form to uh, attack a certain person or something like that. So. Yeah, I mean, and I think we need to we need to do better. And again, this is completely antithetical to what social media is and what it's for. Yeah. So what I'm about to suggest, I don't even think is possible on social media. Like I'm, I'm just going to say it. But if if there's somebody that you feel like you need to call out because they said something that you didn't agree with, you got to ask yourself a question first. Do you have a relationship with this person? Mm-hmm. Are they part of your body? 
are they somebody that you know personally? Do you have the ability to 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 actually have a voice to speak into their life in a profitable, grace-filled, and gospel-giving way? Right. I feel like just because they are, we we, we all have all become so accessible because of social media that we're just like, all right, everyone's fair game. Like if yeah. I see if I see heresy here, if I see somebody being unclear oh, here, if I see somebody saying something or you know b- being a fool over here, I man, like they are at my they my my crosshairs are right between their eyes, and my thumbs go to work, right? And like I can't tell you how many times, and this is one hundred percent God's grace this is nothing of Josh and his flesh because there have been so many times that I have seen stuff that I just want to just like just go off, yeah, right, and. Like, I wouldn't be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think I'm. I think the position that I would hold, I believe convictionally and biblically, is correct, right? But it doesn't mean that I can just go in with just praying and spraying. Yeah, yeah. And just, just you know, whatever I hit. Like, I hope I hit something, right? There's no wisdom there. Yeah. There's a lot of zeal, but I think it was Calvin that said <clears throat> wisdom or, or zeal. <laughs> Zeal without wisdom is like a sword in the hands of a lunatic. Yeah. And that's what we see online. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it's got to stop, man. Like, it really has to stop. It would be... I feel like this is kind of a challenge to all of our tech nerds out there who make apps. Come up with an app. I'm still waiting for that church builder app. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Wait, did, I, sorry. Did that game come out? Didn't that oh, game did. come out? Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. That, so my idea way back when of... A mega church builder, oh it actually gosh. exists. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't original. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I would say to all the people who make um like phone apps, if we come up with a social media phone app that actually like and I think like to one degree, I think uh what is it, Clubhouse? That app was trying to do something. Oh, sure. And I think Twitter's trying to do it as well with the spaces thing. They're trying to 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 tinker with that idea of getting like a group together and talking about things, which I've seen. I've actually seen some good Twitter spaces, sure, where they where there's like legitimate <clears throat> good conversation or legitimate good back and forth or dialogue. Um, but that's not the norm on Twitter. No, it's not. Um, no, that's not the norm. No. And so that would be interesting to see social media take uh, a a very hopefully redeemed route in which you'd hopefully have more conversations come out of the platforms than just let's all dunk on this guy or do this or that or yeah. <clears throat> so yeah here's what we need to do jack resolved 2022 oh gosh here we go to focus more and more wholeheartedly on my specific local church and less on what is going out in the world that I have zero control over. Yeah. I right? think like I, yeah. if we all did that, like if we all did that and cared so much more about living and showing the gospel to those in our church than trying to correct everyone else that we see that it, that we perceive to be an error, like it would be a merrier world, man. And I think the church would be so much more healthy. Yeah. Right? Like, have those conversations with people in your church. That energy that you put into social media can be directed to actual real relationships. I think a good example of this and how it could manifest itself is there's a lot of conversation within this last year. I think if if some were to put if somebody were to put keywords of the year Keywords of 2021, I'm sure deconstruction would be all over the place on that. Ugh, yeah. But interestingly enough, I'm finding myself in a couple different places where people close to me are going through that. And I'm actually like questioning them and asking them because it's like, okay, you say that you still want the Bible and you still want church in your life but I feel like you're just leveraging that to just play people. So how are you doing with that? <laughs> so sure. like trying to ask sure. him. And like, and like having like <clears throat> real, real, real conversations. Yeah. So I think one part of it is just having those conversations with people who are going through legitimate, 
don't know about deconstruction, but uh, maybe a form of it, I guess. But then also going into, there was a conversation in which we're going over this First John series in my local church starting up at the beginning of the year. And we were talking about themes and how First John really is speaking to a lot of stuff we're going through in the church, not only local, but universal as well too right now, where you are having people who are redefining what it means to be a Christian. And it was interesting because I was looking over first John again and again, and again, like a couple different times. And I'm like, wow, it's like, yo, Gnostics have been around back in the day since forever and they're not going away. They're just going to, no. they're just going to, you know, rebrand, do the whole Drisky business thing, rebrand, <laughs> move to Arizona, <laughs> get a new church. Dude, there's no, there, there's no new theology. There's just old heresies. So it's like, so it's like, right? yeah. So we were talking about just like, what do we focus in on this year? And it was a bunch of people. It was great. We had small group leaders. We had men. We had women. We had um, people were who were in different ministries. We had our pastors there as well too, and we were just going through. Through. Wait, 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 hold on. You guys you guys allow women to have theological discussions in your church? Absolutely, sir. <laughs> you guys you, you guys are you guys have abandoned the gospel. You full blown What's next? Beth Moore running a small group? What's Yo, next? Speaking of which <laughs> No, we're not speaking about Beth Moore. I, I regret she, she I can't. Revoco. Revoco. Full Anglican, baby. <laughs> That was the weirdest thing in the world, dude. And it, but again, none of my business. Yeah, yeah. None of my business because yeah. I'm not her pastor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, listeners, I was kidding. Yeah. All of that was tongue in cheek joke. I, women definitely need need. I say need to be having theological discussions within the church with everybody. Okay. So just we have just don't don't clip that. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be to be quite honest, we have some amazing um, women in our church who are very gifted uh, in scripture, but also not grip, gifted in understanding scripture, but also gifted in the editing process of like making an actual product. I don't know oh, about dude, a product or actually like taking the ideas that we need to engage with our local church, putting them into a product and like crafting that. And so... Yeah, that's within the writing process, within everything. And so, but yeah, we've, we've talked about that within the first John series that we're going to do. And it's really like, we need to go back to basics. Like Mm. this series needs to be a, what is, what does being a Christian mean? Yeah. Because it seems like everybody talks about that online, but you can't, but nobody is like putting like an actual like finger on the actual (laughs) scripture that says it <laughs> yes Shocker. well and and to Shocker. be to be fair to be fair again to reference a twitter debacle unless obviously you're tim keller we can know what the gospel what christianity means because the bible does tell us again I have no clue what he meant by that. I don't think he knew what he meant by that. Uh, it was it, it was weird. It was it was a it was definitely a weird tweet. Yeah. But anyway, like but no, like dude, that's that's a hundred percent. I think what I mean that's always what we should be doing, right? Yeah. And I mean that's that's I mean that's what's that quote from Alistair Big that I I love and I remember a lot because it like helps ground me back to what I'm. The main things are the plain things, and the plain things are the main things. Yeah. Only he says it way cooler because yeah. he's because he's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. Right, but it's true. Like the minute that we have forgotten the gospel and begin to be viewing our culture, our church, our relationships, our work, whatever it is, through any other lens, even if it's a theological lens, yeah. if it's not at its root the gospel, like we we have lost our anchor. We've lost the thing that holds us to the place that we need to be, and we're going to be a ship tossed to and fro. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's a lo- that's what we've seen yeah. in 2021 is people have forgotten the basics. They have forgotten truly how the gospel is supposed to be manifested in their life, and we see them just carried away by every every doctrine, every every whim. Right, and it's just like we got to go back to it, man. Yeah, because that's where it's at. Right. Yeah, I think that a lot of us. 
I think what has happened too is that with so much, I mean, I think it's hard as well going through the environment that we live in right now with so much stuff going on. Um, you have so much controversy. You also have so much at play sometimes within different denominations within North America, uh, specifically how those play out. I feel like we focus in a lot on the shiny balls, <laughs> the, the, the shiny balls that will kind of get our attention and get our eyes kind of going that direction while sometimes sacrificing, okay, I'm looking at that and I keep looking at that, but does that affect my local church in certain ways? So I feel like, okay, you can look at that shiny ball, but does that thing that you keep fixating on, is there a deeper issue within your local church that you're seeing that contributes to that? Or is it just something that's within a certain denomination, church family, whatever, and we just want to go after it because... Well, because it's the cool thing to do, right? Right. Well, that and, and I mean, you know, violent cells. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, twenty twenty one. I think <laughs> it was there was much about it that was discouraging, right? But we should not forget, and I think it's important again to be grounded in this that that God. God's work through his church into the world will never be thwarted. Yeah. Whether it be by the enemy or by the <laughs> the the foolish actions of his own people. <laughs> yeah. Right? The gospel still goes forth. People are people's lives are still being changed. The hurt are are being you know the hurting are being healed, the blind are being given sight. And it's all done through the faithful work of God's saints mm -hmm. that you rarely ever hear yep. or you rarely ever see, right? And it's important that, again, and it's something that we in the Reformatory have strived to encourage and we will continue to do so, that it's those individuals, those people that are silently working for the glory of God and the good of their family in their local church that is where the change comes from. It's the people that are <clears throat> making the phone calls, yep. writing the letters, getting people coffee, uh, changing the light bulbs, scrubbing the toilets, ma you know, ma making the coffee on Sunday morning, greeting folks. That is where the true and lasting change comes from, is the faithful work of the saints. Yeah, And we need to remember that. Yep. Right? And when you begin to find yourself being distracted by the shiny things of this world, the polls of social media and everyone and their brother telling you that you need an opinion on this and you need to be up in arms against this and you need to be violently protesting this. Remember what it is that you are called to do. Work with your hands live at peace with all men as far as it is up to you mind your own business and serve your people serve your brothers and sisters in Christ through your local church right that is what we're called to do as Christians and that has been such a grounding and helpful truth for me this year um, as I found myself wanting to be pulled in so many directions mm. Right. And it's, it doesn't mean I don't have opinions. Yeah. Yeah. But it means that I care more about serving my local church, at least I strive to, yeah. more than I do alienating them by voicing my very strong opinions on certain matters. Right. Sure. It doesn't mean that I don't have the conversations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just means that if I'm going to have the conversations, it means that I'm, I'm having them because, like, I want a better relationship with this person. Right. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I just, I just feel like that's just, I think that that is just a better focus and it's a more, more biblical focus. It's a grounding focus and it's a good anchor 
because it's it's like we can always be serving our people more. Yeah. Right? I mean, you we have all this free time, right? Like I could send this tweet, I could get in an argument here or man, I could use that energy and I could write a letter to one of my pastors, mm-hmm. tell them why I appreciate them yeah. because I guarantee you not enough people are doing that. Yeah. I could find out the the people that are serving uh, in the small uh, unglamorous ways of church. I could tell I could interact with them tell them I appreciate them I could find ways to serve yeah right so I just think that 2022 I pray we see a resurgence in the centrality of the local church in the life of the believer and I would like to think that the Lord in in a small way will use our efforts on this podcast to do it and if we can if we can affect and encourage one person to be more committed to their local church and to love the people in their local church more, man, for the sake of one, I say the entire thing was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Well, there we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a year. It's been a year of you striving with us, loving your local church with us, loving us, uh, and we really do appreciate you. Um, I would just... Just from my heart uh, to you guys, um, the fact that anybody listens to this podcast uh, is is a is a wonder to me. Uh, it's a joy and it's humbling um, because I don't feel like I have really much together in my life. Um, I'm just one I'm one beggar showing other beggars where to find bread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm very thankful for the people that have stuck with us, uh, for uh, the people that continue to listen to support the podcast. Uh, and we pray that in some small way, uh, this podcast has encouraged you and continues to encourage you along the way. Just because, again, Jack and I, like we, we like talking to each other anyway. And uh, I think having this podcast, definitely for me, I can speak for myself and I'm sure Jack would agree, um, has been a huge source of that that grounding that I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. That when I when I'm going through when I'm going through it, um, I remember, oh yeah, I have to, I, I'm going over to meet Jack and we're gonna talk about why we love the local church. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm not feeling it in the moment, mm-hmm. um, it reminds me of why of why I do. Yeah. Right? Which yep. I think is the point. Yeah, absolutely. I would say as well too um really blown away by the support that we've been given um and just listeners and stuff like that i honestly i don't take myself that seriously in my life um so when people it's funny too because people will tease me about this um i'll be sitting somewhere and people will introduce me and i'll say yeah i do you know i've done this and blah 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 and then somebody will say He's also a podcaster, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you not, are though. Let's not get into like, that. Right I love now. so so. There's a, so there Subscribe. is a line from trying to be humble to denying <laughs> that you even like. Don't go Peter on me here, Jack. Okay. I'm not trying to go Peter, like, but I'm just. Like, but I'm also trying to say like we can talk about that later. But <laughs> Jack, Jack goes from being humble to being ashamed real quick, <laughs> like. That's what that sounds like. There's a difference between oh, it's not that big a deal versus no, 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 no. I don't do that. I don't I, I, a podcast. What? What me? No. Are you ashamed? Are you ashamed no, of this ashamed. podcast, I'm Jack? I'm ashamed. I really, I really enjoy our time. To be quite honest, um, but I don't. But I don't look at it as a way of like. How do I say this? I don't look at it as a way of like. Oh my gosh! Like I'm the end all be all. I don't. I don't think we've ever done this. No, no. Or the end all be all of what it means to be a local church or anything like that. I think we're, we're just trying to do, um, a edification and, um, encouragement, uh, ministry to those of us who are Christians who are trying to find their way through this sojourning time here on the earth with fellow believers in their local church. So yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully this just provides some edification for you um, and maybe a, a slight relief uh, to some people who are a little bit more level-headed than everybody who's trying to be 
trying to be end all be all authority on theology or something like that. So. The next, the next Jonathan oh Edwards out here. Like, oh my goodness. Oh, good gracious. Well, listeners, our friends, uh, we consider you our family, our mm-hmm. reformatory family. We we love you guys. We 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 like we said, we're humbled that you've <laughs> stuck with us. That you even listen to the ramblings and bloviating that we have. Uh, that we continue to do here. Um, but we thank you guys and Jack, both Jack and I are really looking forward to another year, man, of encouraging one another in our love for the local church and encouraging you guys, because it's something that I think we always need encouragement in and that that needs never going to cease. Yeah. So this podcast might one day, um, or Jack and I might just do this until we are old grizzled men. Oh man. Man, I mean, look at that. You know, think about it. We'd be like 20, 20. We're going to be like, it's going to be like 2050. I'm going to be like, ah, welcome. Welcome to the Reformatory, a podcast for the local church. But at this point, it's going to be in the metaverse. Oh, my gosh. The metaverse. Jack, speaking of the metaverse, man, why don't you get us out of here for the last time in 2021? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can find us. If you appreciate our ramblings, our vacillations, if you will, mm. on the local church, you can find us on the sociables, if you will. They are the metaverse, the Facebook, the thing that will probably go down in the next 24 hours for oh, yeah. at least a week. Um, you can also find us on the tweaker, the Twitter, the little blue bird site, and mm. what goes great with marshmallow and chocolate. The Instagram, if you will. Mm, the Gramules. So you can find us all on those sociables at our tag, Reformatory Pod. Josh, if you want to tell the lovely people how they can possibly monetarily support us with some kashiche going into the future, maybe yeah. give, give us some NFT options for supporting oh, us. Oh, good. <laughs> some NFT, <laughs> NFTs of our face. <laughs> Well, we kind of have one of those, and, and oh we gosh. do have one, one. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's a sweatshirt with our faces on it. Um, but anyway, um, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you do appreciate Jack and I's uh, striving to make the local church central in the life of the believer, uh, there's many ways that you can support us. First and foremost, prayer. We really do appreciate you guys lifting us up and um, encouraging us just with kind remarks, uh, whether it be a message here and there or an interaction or a review. Uh, we really do appreciate that. You can, uh, leave us a like and review on iTunes. And I hear Spotify now allows reviews to be written. So if you listen to this on Spotify, uh, or Apple podcasts, you can just scroll on down, give us a, give us a five-star review if you don't mind. And, uh, leave a little, uh, leave a little comment on, what do you appreciate? But what do you? Wow, blah, what do you appreciate about the podcast, or maybe how you found the podcast? Um, Jack, big things are coming in twenty twenty two. Yes, sir. As we have said, yes, sir, they are. One of those. One of those things being a brand new website. Yes, it is. Brand spanking new website uh, with uh, a gorgeous front page with a blog where people can submit articles about the local church and why they love it mm. uh, to be published. Uh, there's a store, Jack. There is hashtag local church merch. <laughs> That's right. We have curated some of the best local church merch designs out there for you individuals to be wearing, repping the pod, and uh, conversation starters, right? Um, shirts uh, such as the Gather hoodie. Not a place, but a people. Oh, solid. Good stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, there is a sweatshirt with Jack and his face on it, which is kind of weird. But it looks like one of those, like, 1980s, like, rap. Like, it like, looks like rap. It looks like an NWA record. It does. It does. It- Biggie Smalls. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks Tupac like. Tupac Shakur. Yeah. It looks like Tupac <laughs> should be, like, behind us, repping. Uh, local church merch, that's coming up. This is the last episode with our current intro. Oh, yeah. Next episode that you hear... Of the reformatory, there will be a brand spanking new intro, a remix, if you will. Funky fresh. And it's a banger. Funky fresh. Oh, it's, it's delicious. It's so good. So all of that is coming 2022. We are super excited, and we, uh, we can't wait for you guys to see what's in store. We got big stuff. We are looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. This podcast is 
gone on long enough. Not the podcast itself, but this episode. Um, Jack, happy new year, my man. I appreciate you. And we appreciate all of you as well. And for the final time in 2021, we thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ.